On social media, we've heard so many conversations about colorism. And usually when we talk about colorism, it's usually the black woman is dominating that conversation. And she relegates the issue of colorism from what I've heard over many, many years is more so related to promotion in uh, magazines, movies, uh, modeling, etc. It's also relegated to dating, you know, who black men choose to date or not date. And those things are true and those things happen. I'm not lessening colorism in that aspect. That's just one aspect of colorism. And that's how colorism affects the dark skinned black woman. They're not lying about their experiences. These experiences do happen, but no one talks about the colorism aspect in relation to black men. I had noticed for a long time that when it comes to police brutality and police shootings, every time I was covering a news story, I noticed a pattern that it's always a dark skinned black man. You can go back to Trayvon Martin, darker skinned. Now, when I say dark skin, I mean, you're darker than Drake. And I mean, when I mean by that, I'm not even medium skin tone, my skin tone, that's dark skin. So you got people like Trayvon Martin, dark skin, Michael Brown, dark skin, Freddie Gray, dark skin. Think about the names I'm calling out. Eric Garner, dark skin, Alton Sterling, dark skin, Philando Castile, dark skin. You see where I'm going with this? Oscar Grant, dark skin, Sam DuBose, dark skin, even with females, Sandra Bland, dark skin. Now you could say Corin Gaines, but that's a, a very one off. That don't happen every day, but it's always a darker skinned black person, man, even female that's dealing with police brutality and police murder. Okay. And I know I wasn't crazy at noticing this. Because I noticed that the majority of jails are filled with what? Dark-skinned black men. Why? Why is it I don't see more videos of biracial black men, right? Or just a lighter-skinned black man. Now, I'm not saying they don't deal with with police brutality. No, I'm not saying that. But it's always a darker-skinned black man. And then one time I was watching TV. It was MSNBC, actually. And they had a cop. And he wrote a book about police bias. And he mentioned that the darker the black man, the more the fear that these race soldiers have. This is why they're so quick to shoot and kill a darker skinned black man or black boy. So I said, I know there's been some research put into this. So in lo and behold, I did find some research. And this research is called Colorism and Police Killings. Now, it was written and put together by Jandal Crutchfield uh, from the University of Mississippi to uh, Pelo, and that's a sister, Um, a Caucasian lady by the name of Amy Fisher. She's from the University of Mississippi. And another sister by the name of Sarah L. Webb. She is from LSU. 
So they put this together because they even noticed they wanted to put data that what has been happening, what I've been noticing and I've been seeing. Okay. Because when it comes to colorism for black men, it's deadly. I wish that it was just an entertainment issue or a dating issue. That's fine. I'm a type of person. Hey, when I was single, I date the people that want to date me. If you don't want to date me, go on by your business. Right. But when they looked into this and they, they polled it from just a short time period when they did this study that from January 2015 to July 10, 2016, there was a hundred unarmed people killed by the race soldiers. Okay. And black people represented four times the percentage of the representation. 50% of the unarmed black people were killed despite being only 13% of the U S population. Now black people are killed at higher numbers, but looking closely at the deaths of unarmed black people, they say social commentators, people like myself have raised questions about whether colorism prejudice against darker skin tones play a role in police shootings. Now they say, for example, as a Solomon Jones, a prominent journalist and author from Philadelphia in 2014 stated that for darker skinned black men, that little has been said about the fact that men killed by police are not just African American. They are dark skinned, that deep ebony complexion and all of it symbolizes is significant. Said Dr. Yaba Blay, co-director an assistant teaching professor of Africana studies at Drexel university. So for dark skinned black men, Blaze said the unquestionable state of their blackness invokes fear in others, whether we seen racially ambiguous men gunned down by police, not too much. Now they said the sentiment has also been repeated in digital media and echoed in empirical research. So, this is something that has been researched and uh, you know, I'm, I'm so glad it actually been researched because I knew this had to be true. And this is why I say that if you are a dark skinned black man, you are a dark skinned black boy, you are at high risk more than the lighter skin. Okay. Now understand that colorism started on the plantation fields of America. When the white man was raping black women, they made they light skinned children. He treated the light skinned children just a little bit better than the dark skinned people. Put them in a house, call them the, the, the house Negroes. Okay. Dark skinned people like me would be the field Negroes. Now they said that the effects of color and tone within race must be acknowledged because darkness also has socially constructed meaning, the effects of actions. The meanings are so integrated in U.S. society, they produce not only bias against certain groups, but also stronger bias against members within groups, such as colorism. I say, as discussed, research demonstrates that colorism affects prison sentences, school suspensions, arrest, and many other factors of life in the United States and elsewhere. The examination of the relationship between skin tone and police killings just add to the research and has important implications for police training regarding implicit bias for promoting discourse on the intersection of race and police violence. Okay. So you guys got to understand that dark skinned black men and boys are highly targeted. Understand if you're dark skin in school, 
you're going to be suspended more, whether you're male or female, but targeting the male a lot more. Okay. Now this is more research that they found out. They said that similar color disparities exist in other facets of social life. Light skinned women are 14.8% more likely to be married by age 29 than medium or dark skinned women. Lights or skin and European phenotypes often correlate with more schooling. Girls with the darker skin tones are three times more likely to be suspended from school than girls with very light skin tones. Prison inmates with lighter skin have been shown to receive lighter sentences and spend less time in jail than inmates with darker skin who receive the similar convictions for the similar crimes. So they said that even when you look at marriage, even when you go to jail, lighter skin, even the women and also the men receive a shorter sentence than darker skinned people. See, this is the, how deep the hate goes for black people, especially us, the dark skinned black people understand that when they see us as dark skinned black men and dark skinned black women, we are the number one targets in this system more than anybody else. I'm just telling you the data that these sisters put together. Okay. You, you can't, you know, dismiss the data. Now we all black people. No one can help with their light skin, but understand that system that they created with colorism exists today. And it's not right to dismiss it or say, Oh, you just making a big deal. No, you're not making a big deal. And yes, there is a thing called light skin privilege. And there's some light skin people that will admit that there is a light skin privilege. For instance, my cameraman, love him to death. Brother Sharif. He tells me that he could do certain things and say certain things and they feel more comfortable with him because he's a lighter skinned brother versus if it were me, you understand what I'm saying? Now both of his parents are dark skinned, but he just came out light skinned. I mean, you know how we are in the black community. I got people darker than myself in my family and I got people that look almost like they Latino, but they all black. I mean, that's my family. That's who they are. So they say the impact of colorism also impacts the individual's physical and psychological health, skin color, satisfaction, positively identifies and influences self esteem. darker skin individuals have rated poor health outcomes, higher rates of depression, and more likely to engage in high risk substance abuse and aggressive behavior. Now I will say this, this is my experience of what I have seen. When it came to the females in school, I noticed the darker skinned females, a lot of times, not all, but they were a little bit more aggressive and more sexual than the lighter skinned ones. This is just what, what I noticed in school. And I never understood that. And I remember if it was a pretty light skinned girl coming to school and all the guys like this light skinned girl, oh man, she about to have hell from the darker skinned um, girls. Of course, some, not all. And they were, I mean, one time I seen this girl, this, this uh, light skinned girl, I remember her, she was, you know, everybody liked her. It wasn't her fault that people liked her, but I mean, they beat that girl so bad. I'm like, why they beat that girl like that? She didn't do anything. Like they look for any little thing to try to go after them on, but that's the effects and psychological damage and mental health issues that's brought upon black people as a whole that's why we attack each other sometimes is because living in racism and white supremacy is very, very bad for our health. Research also demonstrates 
that light skin statistically affords better life chances. Additional research reveals the damaging impacts colorism has on individuals with light skin. Most of the negative impact is psychological, such as painful awareness of privilege that results in survivor's guilt, alienation from their own communities, and conflicting feelings about passing. Now, as I stated earlier about the young sister that was beaten, yes, they have to also walk around with that burden that I'm being treated a lot better, and at the same time, I'm not white. So when people say, oh, you light-skinned, you this, you that, you got a privilege, you do, you know this and that and the third, you understand what I'm saying? Um, that Now, the men don't say that too much, but that's more so – I feel the women feel that a little bit more than the, than the lighter skinned black men, but lighter skinned black men has always been stereotyped as well. Lighter skinned black men in the black community has been always looked at as weaker. They've been looked at as more feminine. Um, traditionally. I mean, you know, we aren't too nice. Like say a, a lot of darker skinned black people. I was being honest. I mean, this is a conversation. We haven't been too nice to our lighter-skinned brothers and sisters because we know they have a privilege. We know that. We know they're treated different, especially the lighter they are. And don't let them have colored eyes. You know what I'm saying? So that alone, because of the system of racism, white supremacy, that adorns them with a slight privilege, it creates problems in the black family. That's why I tell you racism, white supremacy needs to go. That's why I can't wait to see it end. Because it has caused so much hurt, pain, and damage to us as a people. See, when I go to Africa, you don't, I don't feel any of that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, there's a lot of dark-skinned people there in Africa, but I don't feel that ugly spirit that's here in America. Even if you're a lighter-skinned brother and sister, they got light-skinned people in Africa, but you don't feel the same thing. Everybody's just kind of treated the same. It's not nothing about no color. That's the beauty of Africa for me is that. So the continuing, they said together, the previous findings of colorism related disparities in number of socioeconomic spheres, suggesting that the studying race as a monolith feature, particularly in the white and non-white binary, obscures significant inequalities among people of the same race. The above findings additionally demonstrate a need for continued attention to colorism as a sociological phenomenon and continued examination of how colorism might impact particular social phenomena like police killings. Existence of interracial bias in police outcomes is well documented. Non-whites experience more negative treatment from police than whites, ranging from being stopped more often by police to be subjected to greater use of force. One disturbing finding regarding police bias involves the decision to fire a weapon at a person. Repeated studies have shown that police officers are not immune to bias against blacks. Okay. These studies revealed the possibility that training for police officers can overcome racial bias as it influences decision to shoot, at least in the artificial scenarios. Yet another study found that fatigue, a common problem among police officers, negatively affects the ability to override racial response bias in making a decision to shoot. Adding to the gravity of this result is the fact that the basic premise, the police officers stereotype blacks as criminals remain unchallenged. Now, Continuing, listen to this. If common police situations such as fatigue can override police training, then findings regarding the effects of intraracial shooting bias and civilians are particularly 
quite relevant to investigation of police shootings and colorism, the finding that stereotypes drive bias in the decision to shoot. Okay. So this was supported by expanding a bias study showing increased implicit bias by civilians against black targets with highly stereotypical features as described to black targets with less stereotypical features. Okay. Now they're saying that police will go after black people that have a strong black features versus maybe a racially ambiguous looking black person. You get what I'm saying? Now, that's interesting in this study. Now they say Khan and Davies manipulated the target features by using the same photos, but digitally darkening the skin tone, broadening the noses and creating full lips. The authors found that highly stereotypical blacks were not only more likely to be shot while unarmed than whites, but also they were more likely to be shot while unarmed than less stereotypical blacks. Furthermore, less stereotypical blacks were less likely to be shot when unarmed than high stereotypical blacks. Now we're talking about the features. So if you look, if you dark skin with strong black features, you will be shot a lot quicker than a, a light skinned person with less stereotypical features, man. See, I, I, I'm so glad they put this study out. This study is beautiful because I've been think, I've been knowing this in my heart for a long time. And for them to put this together, like I said, it's just a, the awesome thing. Okay. So this is something that I'm going to use in my videos because I have some, you know, facts behind, you know, this, and I like to, you know, come up with things with, with facts and to support what I'm saying that so nobody can't see. I'm just conspiracy theory. It's the, although the results were slightly more significant, for out-group participant shooters, the authors replicated these results with both in-group and out-group shooters. That's that is just that is just oh man, it, it's amazing how I knew I wasn't wrong, y'all. For years I knew it wasn't wrong. I wasn't wrong with I keep seeing all these dark-skinned people getting killed by the police. Like why, 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 why is always a dark-skinned brother? You know, you look, you look at the, uh, both of John shooting, you know, out here in Dallas, same thing, dark skinned brother. You can think of all these police shootings, always a dark skinned brother. And you think about it, they have strong black features. If I think about all the people I've been mentioning. Now they say, although these studies shed light on the impact that darker skin tone can have on perceived threat and shooter response, the results in total do not clearly point toward the pack of colorism and actual police killings of unarmed black people. Now that's what they say. But for me, I've done thousands upon thousands of news stories. I got well over 3000 news stories on my YouTube channel. I've covered police killings over the years and it's always somebody dark skin. Listen for the hundreds and hundreds of videos I've done. And it's not like one police department is doing it. They are doing it all over America. They acting all the same. So with that being said, I believe this research. I really believe it. Um, and there's more to it than, than this. It's much deeper. But I kind of wanted to, to stop there because um, we need to chomp on this just a, just a little bit about the colorism and how it affects black people. But I want to come back another time and talk about that colorism aspect when we're talking about just everyday life. Like black, if you're darker skin, you're going to have a harder time being hired. 
If you're darker skinned, you may have a harder time getting along. You see, people that come by and say, oh, you're just whining, you're just crying, they don't live your life. And usually people that say that usually is privileged in one way or another. Now, the only person that, that ever talked about light skin privilege to me that, that I really respect her doing that was uh, China Fox, you know, on YouTube. And she talked about, yes, I have my light skin privilege. Yes, I can do this and do that and say this and say that, that dark skin people can't. And that's good that she talks about this because the only way we can root out the system of racism, white supremacy, we have to look at the way they treat all of us. And if a person's light skin, I mean, that's hard to walk around like that. You're not white, but yet you got a, a privilege in the black community. And then you're being attacked for that privilege, especially if you're a female. Now, if you're a light-skinned female and you're pretty, now that is the worst part. You can't help the way you look. I mean, you look the way you look. But if you're a nice-looking woman, you can't help if men like you, you know, and, and you're being attacked for that. I mean, you know, it just... Man, I mean, these people got us so screwed up, murdering people just because they dark skin mm -mm, and have strong black features. What is it about our skin that does that does they, they get rage? You know what I'm saying? And you have to understand this: this system was built off of we say anti-black hate, but it was built off of dark skin, strong African feature hate, because that's just what they do. Now, some people may say, well, yeah, but Phil, don't try to divide black people. It's not me dividing black people. It's these people dividing black people. I love black people. I don't care if you're light-skinned, dark-skinned. I don't care about that. We're all black at the end of the day. We're all the same family. But we got to understand that we got to use even certain things to our advantage. So if our lighter-skinned brothers and sisters can, can get in in certain areas that the darker-skinned brothers and sisters can't, well, being a, a, a person that can help be a sleeper agent or something, you know, for the community and get in and do what you got to do. I mean, that's one way of looking at it. You are, you can take your position and make good for the family. I always said that, but ladies and gentlemen, let me know what you think about this particular podcast with colorism, because you know, colorism is extremely deeper than dating. It really is. I mean, colorism is extremely dangerous for the black man, especially the dark skin black man and black boy. Here in America. Leave me your thoughts. Thank you for listening to the Philo Scott audio experience. I hope you learned something from our program. Make sure if it's your first time here, go and check out all the episodes that we have. Stop binge listening. That way you can get acclimated to everything that we're talking about. If you like our show and we would greatly appreciate you liking the show, support us monthly. You can do it as little as a dollar or more. Support of the show helps us to keep going, helps us to change, upgrade, buy equipment. You know, eventually we're going to start bringing guests in and we want to make sure we put on a great show for you guys. So support is definitely something that we greatly appreciate. We definitely appreciate all our supporters that we have now. We love you. We cherish you. Thank you for everything that you're doing. See you next time.